Welcome to Intersect, a podcast where we find connection in each other's story. Today, I'm with my friend Solo. Hey, hey. Um, we got connected years ago. And uh, so that all started in a little town called Warland, Wyoming, in the northern region of Wyoming, north central Wyoming, in the Bighorn Basin. So, yeah, yeah. Solo, welcome to Intersect. Uh, thank you. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's, let's kind of reconnect on how we connected. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Tell us about yourself a little bit about what you're up to. And then we'll, we'll start out at the beginning. All right. Yeah, man. Um, everyone calls me solo. Uh, just a nickname I acquired when I was, when I was younger and, uh, yeah. Uh, taking it back to, to Warland, Wyoming. Um, my family moved there and like 99, 2000. And, uh, that's when, that's when our paths crossed, mm -hmm. uh, first. Yeah. And, uh, I was, uh, I think about 11, 12 years old at the time when we moved to that town, uh, okay. beautiful one, Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. And you had moved, uh, where had you come from before coming to Warland? Um, we had, we were coming from, uh, Lubbock, Texas, uh, okay. West Texas. Okay. So it was, it was a big change for us, for sure. A big change yeah. of scenery because anyone wow. from West Texas, uh, or who've been there, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, it's flat, <laughs> nothing but okay. cotton fields. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of weather change and whatnot definitely, too. Definitely, man. Definitely. I remember when we first, I do remember like the first week I was there, my lips were chapped. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. <Wow. laughs> wow. Definitely different uh, climate changes. <laughs> yeah. And I, of course, I remember there. I remember moving there because, um, you know, we got a call from this guy, Jim Brower, who was uh, leading out in the region that I'm a pastor. So they were in, in I was working for this denominational group and they um, said, we want to send you to Wyoming, four churches and a startup church. And when he asked me if I was willing to go there, the first thing he said is, are you sitting down? And then he told me <laughs> about that. And then we get there and then we experienced the cold and the winter. Oh, and we yeah. said, God, we want to somehow connect with our neighbors and we're living on Grace Avenue and we say this prayer and first thing we hear music coming through the window. And uh, then, you know, we, we connect over the guitar and then I met you uh, yeah. by connecting with this guy that was with your mom at the time. And then, yeah. you know, it was just like, yeah, it and was meant to be, man. It was meant to be. Yeah, I remember, I yeah. remember that day. Uh, I remember that day like it was yesterday. Honestly, I remember my mom's husband at the time. He uh, was mm -hmm. out on the porch playing guitar, and yeah. um, I remember I was in the dining room. We had a sliding door, a glass yeah. door, and mm -hmm. uh, I remember he would sit out there and play. And I remember hearing him talking to somebody. And he was like looking, mm -hmm. you know, towards the office. Yeah. And I do remember yeah. seeing you on the other side of the fence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you came over shortly with your guitar and y'all started jamming. But uh yeah, 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 that that's that's where it really all started, man, for sure. Yeah, so I I originally connected with him and then my wife Ingrid eventually connected with your mom and I think by connecting yes. with your mom then she connected with you, it seems like. And, and yeah, yeah, and you know what? Um I remember now, look it hit me. I remember mm. I went next door and asked if I can cut y'all's lawn. Oh really? Trip. That's how. That's how. That's how it started, bro. That is uh, so crazy because you're a landscaper now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wow. buddy. My buddy at the time, he told me he's like, "Hey, we should go cut lawns," 
And yeah. I was like, okay. So I was like, I can go ask the neighbor. And we did cut your lot. We cut your guys' mm. yard. And we y'all paid That's like 30 so bucks crazy. or something, 20 bucks. Yeah, the yeah. Kids at the time, we were all excited, you know. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's how that's how our paths crossed, man, for sure. Yeah. So what was I mean, I know what Warland was like for me, but for you growing up, 11 year old kid moving to this new area, like what was some of that experience like for you coming to this north country? It was different. And uh, I was nervous. I was nervous mm. because uh, I, it was a different, different atmosphere for me, you know, and uh, mm. but I embraced it. I was happiest yeah. in one of my happiest times in my life. Mm. Um, going snowboarding, sledding, caroling, mm. uh, just playing in the snow, uh, mm. um, going fishing, uh, and, and mm. I had I, I had I met some really good, had some really awesome friends there as well. And uh, yeah, it, I, I loved every bit of it. I loved every bit of it, man. I, I, I love that town for sure. Yeah, is there anything about that experience that you feel like shapes who you are today? Um, well, yeah, you know, yeah, because in Wyoming is where I started my music journey. Um, mm. that's how I slowly started to get into music. Um, okay, but uh, I think that was kind of like a place where I started to find myself. I mean, I was going growing up into a, a young yeah a young man at that time and uh yeah a lot of a lot of experiences there i learned how to fish i learned how to hunt i learned a lot of mm. life skills um mm. in that town a mm. lot of people were so dialed into that uh mm. a, a lot mm. of the a lot of the kids who i hung out with were hunters uh okay. stuff like that you know and it was new to me and and mm. i i enjoyed every every minute of it man mm. okay so so um just some things, life skills and experiences that you had there that that um, you find yourself looking back to uh, uh, as you would eventually make a shift, um, what, to the Houston area? I mean, um, yeah. how, what was the interplay between what you experienced with Warland and and then making eventually a life shift because I think we knew you guys for for a couple of years maybe yeah, a year and a half couple of years yeah um, two years you know I remember when our oldest son JJ was born your family yep. came over to the house yeah we're all yep. we have pictures with you guys but yeah um, yeah moving forward what was what was it like yeah so we ended up moving from from Wyoming and we ended up moving outside of Houston and mm -hmm. uh, going from this small mountain community to where you could ride your bikes and, mm -hmm. and just you know have fun as a kid to this urban environment it was it was a it was a big shift change for me and mm. i found myself in trouble okay uh, uh really 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 quick um because okay. uh, i had to adapt i had to adapt to this new urban environment and mm. i remember my first day to school um I was walking and I was, I was nervous. I was scared. I, I told my mom, I didn't, I didn't want to go. I, I just wanted to stay home. And mm -hmm. I remember I just, okay, I'm going to do this. Took off walking to school and uh, mm -hmm. I encountered a couple guys and they ended up jumping mm -hmm. me. And okay. uh, I think that was my first, my first uh, experience to where I told myself I have to toughen up and, and mm -hmm. because we're not in this town anymore, the environment, it was different. And I think at that moment, 
a lot of changes started to happen. Uh, so it felt it felt like moving from, uh, you know, like Mayberry to Cabrini Green, maybe not that extreme, but kind of like it was this contrast between this rural environment and now yeah. you're in this kind yeah, of it, it was urban... different. Yeah, it was different, man. Uh, just just the atmosphere, the cultures. Um, and it was something I had to adapt to. And, and mm-hmm. I did adapt to it. You know, I was I was a warrior. I'm a survivor. And I just knew mm-hmm. that I had to dig deep and, and become stronger uh, yeah. because the environment will eat you up, you know, and, mm. but a lot of negativity and a lot of bad things come with that environment. And I found myself mm. wrapped up real quick um, mm. in that lifestyle, man. But it was mm. definitely a, a, a big change from moving from that town to, uh, yeah. to where we moved to for sure. Now you say wrapped up in the lifestyle. That wasn't like a, like a overnight thing that was, a progression would you say yeah it was definitely a progression um started hanging out with uh just the wrong people um mm-hmm. and well i say wrong people but they were my people um, yeah it was like you're looking for connection or something yeah yeah and and when you're in those environments you try to just connect with the, you know what's around you and as I got older, I started to realize that this crowd wasn't for me. But at that mm. time, I was already wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were so many times where I, I knew, you know, I was doing something wrong. And I had to separate myself from those people. But like I said, they were my people. There was who was around me, you know. And um, it was well, just I think, a very dramatic change. Yeah. And it it seems like to me, because I know, like, we we experienced a move from you know, a rural area in Southern Colorado, uh, to, to this very churched area. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like moving from Southern Colorado to this little grove of people that are all share a similar faith and belief system and whatnot. And there many of the families, the kids have grown up going through the Christian school here. Um, you know, it's like, they all know each other and our kids come here and they're trying to break in, you know, and, um, it just felt like, like, well, I remember my son, you know, wanting to fit in with the cool kids yeah. and, 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 and yet it was like, he, he wasn't really happy until he, he just kind of was willing to be friends with the people that wanted to be friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think about your experience in moving to to this urban area, I think probably in their core everybody I think has something I mean we're all created in the image of God. We're all God's children. So I think sure. you know maybe people are making bad decisions, maybe they're maybe because of family backgrounds or, or, or environment or circumstance, there's some things in our life that are negative, but my guess is, yeah, you, you might've known intuitively, man, maybe these aren't the right decisions, but I sure want to, to experience some yeah. connection. I mean, you, you how want, would you, you just... want to fit in? You mm-hmm. it's just it's what it boils down to you. You want to fit in because you have to be part of a group. When you live in these environments, you have to yeah. be, uh, because there's gangs, there's drugs, there's there's everything 
that you hear about, you know, that in these environments and it's mm-hmm. very much real and it hits you so fast um, that you do find yourself want to hang out with the cool kids. And that's what I thought I was doing, hanging out with the mm-hmm. cool kids. But ultimately mm-hmm. it led me on the path of, of self-destruction because I ended up mm-hmm. selling drugs, getting on drugs, started to mm-hmm. just, just, just lose myself. And over the mm-hmm. years of doing all that and living, living that way, I hit rock bottom. Yeah. You know, what's crazy about that without going into details of my own family is I don't think it's just, I I think it can happen to anybody. It can happen in an impoverished environment. It can happen in a wealthy environment. You know, when we're looking for connection and we're just longing for acceptance, um, that that's, that's a real need that we all have. Right. We all, you know, I love, uh, Johan Hari said this thing. He wrote this book about the history of the drug wars called Chasing the Scream. And he says, the opposite of sobriety is not addiction. Or no, the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It's connection. Like, and, and sobriety is this byproduct of when we find meaningful connection. True. And so, true. Um, so I just think about, I've seen some stuff even in my own family that I'm like, man, did I mess up as a dad? Did I, did I miss something here? And yeah, I, think- and, and, I mean, you can't, you can't blame yourself for that. I mean, because like you said, yeah. um, the devil works everywhere. He's everywhere. You can be in the yeah. most richest areas and he's, he can still inf- inf- infiltrate, you know what I mean? And yeah, and it's, it's there, but um, I think all we can do is just be the best you know, and, and cause we're not perfect. Um, mm-hmm. and we're going to learn and we have to grow. And for me, it was an experience that I had to go through. And I think we all have to go through those struggles and those tribulations to, to become who we are now, to become the men we are now, the leaders we are now, we mm. had to face all that be to be where we're at, you know, and I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, mm-hmm and just just blessed so it's almost like because i don't know maybe there was a time you know when we met i'm not even sure you would you would be expressing it the way you are now like i had to go through that that was important whatever but i think when we become aware of god's activity in our life like he's our father he's our father whether we know it or not but when yeah. we begin to come aware of his activity in our life, we realize, wow, even, even, even though I might have made a misstep here or a misdirection there, God was still working on my behalf. He was still working yeah. for my best. I mean, sure. so, so you said you kind of, you were looking for connection. You were seeking something, um, got in with some people that were also seeking something, but the, the collective combination of that wasn't always the best it wasn't always healthiest Uh, it led to some dark places um talk a little bit about where that took you but also how god took you beyond that or how took you through that or 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 shaped you so where did it take you and then how did god shape you you know honestly man it took me it took me to the bottom it took me to Mm. the trenches it took me to my lowest point in my life It, Mm. it, it it hurt me beyond I mean, it just, it damaged me. It damaged my soul. Um, And when I reached that point where I wanted change, Mm -hmm. I knew I had to do something. 
I, I knew I had to make this move or I was going to be consumed by this. Mm-hmm. And, and I just couldn't allow that to happen, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. I had a baby boy on the way and I knew I had to make choice, uh, a different, uh, choice in, in my life and to get better. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and, and, and I think that's when I decided to start reaching out. I decided to mm. start to find help. And I was like, who can I hit up? Who can I, mm. who can I find to help me on this journey? And, mm. you know, my higher power led me to you and, mm we ended up reconnecting and the journey continued the the journey yeah. continued because we ended up moving away from Wyoming we we, right. we moved and my life changed and you guys were like my second parents you and miss ingrid um I did everything with y'all you know <laughs> um from the pathfinders from you guys just just being there for me and it's something mm. that i cherish to this day till i'm a, mm. 34 years old and i just mm. I, it it sits in just in my heart because i just at the time i was a very lost boy mm. um mm. my mom was lost at the time um mm. dealing with marriages and dealing with the move and it was so much to deal with that i was a lost boy mm. and when i met you guys everything kind of started to fall in place for me there. Hmm. I felt hmm. like I had somebody to, 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 to go to, and I would hmm. go over to y'all's house and Miss Ingrid hmm. would make me lunch and, and treat me hmm. like, just like I was her own child. And hmm. I never experienced that in my life. And it was the best feeling in the world, man. And, and I love you guys so much for that experience, for allowing me to just be a part of y'all's lives and taking me in because I was a rough looking kid at the time too, mm. you know? Mm. So I wasn't just as, you know, leave it to Beaver, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. all, no, mm-hmm. you guys didn't even, you guys looked past that and you brought me in and, you know, God brought it back full circle for a reason because I was needing help and I needed somebody in my life. And we reconnected, man. We reconnected back in what well, yeah, it was 2016. And you know, the yeah. thing is, is this is what I've learned over the years is that sometimes we think maybe as Christians, like, oh, we're going to help somebody or we're going to save them. And honestly, I think God brings people into our lives to help us and to save us. I believe it. I believe like, it. And at that time, you couldn't like, tell me that. Like, right. I but I'm I saying, no like, connection. Yeah, but I'm saying like God brought you into our lives as a part of the saving oh. work he was doing in us. Yes, like, man, for sure. Like I have learned so much from you about what it means to listen, about what it means to be real and honest with with your story, about sure. what it means to be vulnerable. You've taught me so much. And even, even like, you know, when you reached out in 2016, um, you know, I mean, I remember more about your mom and your mom's husband. And I knew we did stuff with you, but at that yeah. time in your life, it was like Miss Ingrid was the one that was like really driving she was. the car. She you know? was. She but was. But then for yeah. whatever reason, you reach out to me in 2016. And then, yeah. And then yeah. it was just like, wow, then God gave us this friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I uh 
I remember that. And Miss Ingrid, yeah, so back in Wyoming, yeah, I was more connected with Miss Ingrid. Mm -hmm. um, but because she was helping me with like school projects and mm -hmm. and she was just, she was like just keeping me in line and just making sure I was doing what I was doing. And I learned so much from her. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful because I never forget her helping me with my homework. And yeah. I, I wasn't getting that from, you know, at my own home. Yeah. Um, so it's, it speaks, you know, it speaks uh, what kind of person uh, Miss Ingrid is and, and, you know, you guys are because you guys are willing to take me in and and just help me out, man. And those are some of the best experiences in my life and something that I cherish till this day, you know, uh, because you guys never looked at the dirty, raggedy, haired chunky boy at the time you know <laughs> just looked mm -hmm. past it and brought me into y'all's home with open arms mm. well and i think you know something that we've learned through the years too is what may feel like a normal life for some people feels like it's it's just maybe what they long for you True, know it man. can almost like it can almost feel boring. It's like, oh, wow, we, we sit down for family supper and and we go to this thing called Pathfinders where it's kind of like a, a co-ed Boy Scout and Girl Scout if nobody knows what it is. And, and you learn to tie knots and you do little projects. I mean, you know, yeah. there's a, you could do a guitar class. You could do, I yeah. mean, there's they have all these different honors and you get patches, whatever. And, and you can look at that stuff and say, well, this is kind of dull and boring and we had a podcast episode with this gal, Ashley, and she went to this school down in Arkansas. And she says, just being there in the dorm and having this dean that embraced me. And I'm coming from this environment, she's like, where, you know, I experienced trauma and abuse at home. Yeah. And like mm -hmm. going to this school was just like running away and finding a safe haven. And this dean that embraced me. And she just treated me like I was normal. Yeah. And she yeah. just created a space of safety. And sometimes I think we think we got to do some huge thing. And sometimes it's just like inviting people into our space. Exactly, man. And I learned that from you guys. Honestly, I, I, I learned to be to when I, I've come across situations where, you know, I could help people and, mm -hmm. and I do my best to help people because I remember when I was just a young kid needing help, needing direction, uh, you know, to, you know, to, to white folk next door embrace this Mexican kid. Um, mm -hmm. And that was a big lesson for me to be able to be open to everybody and anybody and just to hear people out and just do what we can to help help out you, you don't like you mm -hmm. said you guys were just being nice to me you know like you guys were just mm -hmm. doing what was right and and but it was life-changing for me as a grown man mm -hmm. uh you know i'm 34 years old going on sobriety time in my life and mm -hmm. those moments hit me now more than ever mm -hmm. um because i reflect on those moments and i'm grateful for those moments and those moments is what makes me who I am today and try to lead that example for my son, for my children, mm. to be able to be open to people and to just love people. And at the end of the day, yeah. 
we're brothers and sisters and we got to help it. each other at the end of the day, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And to help each other expecting nothing in return to help each other, not like, Oh, I'm doing you this big favor to realize that in helping the guy next to us, like we're just as desperate. For sure, you know? man. For I'm sure. Just, we all need like, help, you know, we yeah. all need help. We all yeah. need guidance. And, yeah. and, and as long as we're seeking and we're, and we're trying to do our best to, to just keep the faith. And, and mm-hmm. like I said, you don't have to be this over-religious person to have faith and, yeah. and to do the right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just it. do the right thing, have some faith and, 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 the, the, the right people will come along in, in your mm-hmm. life. And I felt like my higher power put y'all in my life mm-hmm. at that time for yeah. a reason because it came back full circle in 2016 yeah. Yeah. when we ended up reconnecting again. Right. And I felt like it was that journey picking up from where we left off, only I was older. Yeah. I was going through some things in my life. Yeah. But I felt like I was, it was, it felt right to reach out to mm. to you and kind of rekindle that relationship because mm. at the end of the day, we have to reach out when you're struggling. Yeah. And w- you know, when you reached out, um, and I remember it was just a, in 2016, you were like Facebook, you were like, man, I'm going to be having a, a boy coming. We're going to, my, my, my girl and I are going to be having a baby, my wife. Yep. Yep. And, um, and and I was like, man, congratulations. And saw oh, that yeah. one night you had practiced sober. And we just had like this brief little exchange. And then yeah. and then about a year goes by, February 2017. One morning you come to mind. I look you up. I, I see that your, your son Ezekiel had come. And yeah. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. man, look at that little man there. And sent you a little message. And then in March, yeah. like the end of March, you reach out to me. And uh, I remember that what you said is what you had just been coming off of, like you had already this way back in 2016, there had been this desire in you Yes, yes. through that post of practicing sober. You're like sensing, I need something different. You'd started yes. out looking for acceptance way back when you moved down to back to Texas, gotten in with some people, you know, well-meaning people, but misguided. Exactly. That took, took a path, led to addiction, and and you reach out to me in the end of March, and you're like, "Man, I'm coming off of of, of a long haul addiction, and yep. uh, you know, with with just trying to detox and whatnot, I'm yep. I'm uh, you know, I've had horrible anxiety and and panic attacks and whatnot. Tell us tell us a little bit about where you were at at that time and what you recollect of, of that time when Man. when we're reconnecting at the end of March twenty seventeen. I was I was at the lowest point of my life. I was mm. at the lowest point of my life, desperate for change, desperate for help. Um I was already had implanted like the idea of getting sober. Um mm. mm-hmm. and you know uh practicing uh sober was a big thing for me um Mm. for those who don't know you know i'm a musician and uh you know i have my own band and and i was always fueled on alcohol and drugs just to make Mm. that happen um Mm. rock star mentality type stuff yeah yeah but it drove me down to the bottom you know and I had already decided, look, it's time to change. It's time to be a better person because my music, yeah, it's rock, metal, but I've always felt like I was 
trying to give a positive message, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, I didn't want to be this <clears throat> hypocritical person, you know? Okay. So I was like, yo, I need to change. I need to be better. I need to get right. And, you know, I reached out to you. I was, all hope was gone. Mm. I mean, I was telling you it's too late for me. Yeah, I was experiencing right. all this detox. Um, you know, I'm coming off of, uh, you know, doing drugs, uh, cocaine and drinking alcohol every day. I mean, mm. every day for a long time, you know, mm -hmm. and the detox was some of the worst things that I experienced, anxiety, depression. It hit me like a ton of bricks, man. I was down, 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 dancing with the devil. But, you know, at that moment, I knew I had to reach out and I had already reached out to you once prior. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, that kind of already had like, oh, man, I need to hit up somebody. And it yeah. came to my boom. Like God put it in my head, hit up, hit up Jim. I hit you up. And, and from there, man, it, you embraced me. You mm. didn't judge me. You mm. never put me down. You never made me feel like I was less of a man or less of a human. Mm. Never, not once um, on this journey that we, me and you have been on. Uh, well, and but yeah. I think that, I think the thing is, is you weren't, you, you, you were being the real man at that moment. And it was that tough, that, man. That God was giving you a courage and strength to do yeah. what, because of the anxiety, because of, of the latent shame, because of all the stuff that we experience coming out of, of addiction, um, you know, coming out of deep places of shame, all that stuff he experienced, it takes a lot of courage. It does, man. It does and, and reach out for sure. And, and, and much respect and, and love to people who make that decision to, to, yeah. to reach out. And, and a buddy of mine told me something years ago, uh, an older gentleman, he's like, you're never going to know unless you ask, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. it's like, some people don't want to ask for help. Yeah. And, and you're never going to know what your life can be if you don't ask for help. Because if you never ask and you never get on that right path, you're going to stay doing what you're doing. And that path, that, that wrong path you're on, is going to lead mm -hmm. you to somewhere that you don't want to be. And, and for me, it was reaching out, being vulnerable. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what I did. And, and I encourage mm -hmm. anybody else who's going through that. Yeah. You have to be vulnerable. You have to put your heart on your sleeve and reach out to people because there are people who will help you. Mm -hmm. And when you it reached will. out, like Alex, when you reached out, you gave yourself a gift, but you gave me a gift and, and, and you gave God a gift because, um, you allowed him to show up in a way that we both went, what? Yeah. I remember you told me, you said, like, in the conversation, you know, it was kind of like, it started out like, I just feel like it's too late. All the stuff that I've done and yep. things that I'm ashamed of and blah, 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 blah. And it, and yet, and then you said this one thing that just, I've never forgotten. You say, you know, um, my friends, they don't know my real name. They all call me solo. Um, yeah, man. and, 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 um, because you know, and you have ever since I've known you, you've had natural leadership gifts. And so you brought that 
um, to your band, Reckless High. You brought that to the way that you interacted with people in the scene that you were in. You had some natural leadership gifts. I remember you saying, man, I was the guy that would make sure the dope was at the party. I, I, sure. I made things, I made sure things happened and you or orchestrated gigs for your band and you did all of that stuff. And you're like, yeah, my friends don't know my real name. And just this thought flashed in my mind and I'm like, this seems a little cheesy, but I don't know. Here goes. And looking back, I feel like God was in that moment. But I, I was just like, well, Alex, maybe, maybe like, maybe you need to let the Lord be solo and you could ride shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, and for then, sure. Yeah. And then you were just like, man, I was just talking to a friend just a week ago. And they were like. Alex, you need to let Jesus be in the driver's seat in your life. And you were like, and I told that person, yeah, and I could ride shotgun. Like when yep. we experience that, as you look back on that, you think back on that and that moment of exchange between us. I mean, what did you experience in that moment when I think we both realized because I didn't know anything. I mean, at the time I was just like, you know what? I, I don't know. I didn't know anything of that conversation. This is totally yeah. God, Alex. What For did sure. you experience from your side of the thing when, when that happens? Because I was just, it wasn't me. I'm just, the words are coming out of my mouth, but I would have yeah. known to say that. No, you wouldn't have. Whenever I never told you about it, you know, and it, yeah. when you said that it was like, whoa, it was a moment for me where I knew that, uh, that God was really trying to direct me, you know, mm. and really trying to show me that, Hey, I'm here, you know, yeah. and these, these connections are going to happen. These moments are going to happen. And I was new to it, man. So yeah. like, when you experience those and you're new yeah. to it and you never experienced it, Oh man, it's a, mm. it's a mm. feeling that I wish you, that a lot of people would experience because yeah. it can be life changing and it can yeah. put you on that right path. But yeah, I had, a, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and I was telling her like, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm with anxiety, depression. Mm -hmm. I can't even, I don't know how to live because I'm not doing drugs. My body needs it. I'm just processing everything mm -hmm. and I'm losing my mind. I, I felt yeah. like I was just out of body all the time. Yeah. And she said, well, it's because, you know, you've been driving and in your body's like a car and you've just been driving it, you know, you just mm -hmm. driving it down, wrecking it. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you need to sit shotgun mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and let, you know, everybody let Jesus take the wheel, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, underwood. Jesus <laughs> take the wheel. Yeah. 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 You know, so, so, you know, we ended up having that conversation. I don't know if it was a couple of days or, or whatever yeah. after, but we ended up having yeah. it and you, and you mm -hmm. said that and I'm like, whoa, you know, yeah. but that conversation set the tone for my journey because ever since I've been sitting shotgun. Mm -hmm. I, I, mm -hmm. I've been sitting shotgun and I, 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 I tell, uh, I pray to God and, and, and just say, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm following, you know, I'm not this religious guy. I'm not this yeah. religious nut. This, this, yeah. no, I have my morals. I have my standards mm -hmm. and, and I just like, Hey, I needed, I needed that moment. Mm -hmm. I, and, mm -hmm. I, and a lot of people well, and some one of my friends calls it like a Jesus moment, God moment. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But I feel like it's needed because it can be life changing. And I had that moment right there. And hey, I've been sitting shotgun ever since. And yeah, two years and seven months, you know, wow, yeah, two, two years yeah. and seven months off alcohol and cocaine. Cocaine was yeah. my choice. And uh, yeah. hey, 
Hey. And you know, I mean, like when I think about it, you say two years and seven months, but for me, in a way, your sobriety began in 2016. Yeah. yeah it began yeah. with that rehearsal. And yep. because, you know, I don't know what the figure is exactly. I've heard that people, when they're looking to pursue sobriety, they can relapse like up to seven times or, or maybe more, you know? <laughs> and I know through our journey, you know, together, yep. That oh, friendship, yeah. we've journeyed together through relapse. I mean, yes, and I'll say for myself, like, you know, hard substances that haven't been my deal. But, um, you know, I got on the scale this morning. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm up again, yeah. you know. Um, well. Or I've really battled with anxiety. I, I, I come home and if I'm not doing well, I'll be up late you know, just binging on YouTube or binging on shows and all of that's yeah. a form of medication. I think for sure we all struggle with disconnecting from life and disconnecting from God and disconnecting from people that matter to us, whether it's a substance or a show or a dead end relationship, we can all turn to someone or something when God's really saying, man, if you want to ride shotgun, get ready for the ride of your life. Get ready. Get ready. Yeah. And you're right. I feel like my my sobriety did start in 2016. That that's when I started to make that decision of like, yo, I need to I need to do some things different here. Um but you know what, man? It's been it's been a blessing, you know, and I'm grateful that I got through it. And and it's it's really never yeah. over. Uh, you know, we speak about relapse, and uh, yeah, you know, you've experienced almost every relapse that I've had. Yeah, and yeah, and it it was more than probably. You know, we could count on yeah. on our hands. You know, yeah. a lot of relapses uh, throughout the journey, but each time I would relapse, I would I would learn something. You know, yeah, I would and, learn. I would learn that this is not it. This is and, not and, it, man. I mean, we could go back, probably take some notes, and do some other shows. I mean, there were ways that God showed up for. I I want to say us because I feel like in getting to journey with you, it's been an honor and a blessing and a privilege. Like, same like, here, brother. You know, it's like what God has done in your life is is by extension what He's been doing in my life. Like there is a healing that collectively we've experienced as we've walked through stuff together. Yeah. We, we, we've learned a lot through this journey and I think a lot of people can look at this journey and, and, and learn a lot. And it's, and it's all about connecting with people, you know, like mm -hmm. me and you, we, we, we're, we're different people as far mm -hmm. as, color mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. culture religion whatever yeah. but we're we're human That's and right. and we can still connect on mm -hmm. a lot of different levels and you and me we kind of we don't even look at that that aspect of mm -hmm. things of of religion culture nothing we're just two people just trying to help uh yeah. each other and journey to on uh, you know take this journey together and uh you know, it's it's a it's a blessing, and I'm very grateful for this journey because, man, I think about the, all those times when I would relapse, and who would I call? Yeah, I'd call I'd yeah. call my brother Jim, 
and mm-hmm. we would talk through it. We would work through it. We would pray about it. And it mm-hmm. always put me on mm-hmm. that track again to like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. you did that. It happened. It's over, but you're still loved. We keep pressing and we keep fighting. And yeah, you get to In- these moments where you have a lot of clean time under you and you look back and reflect at those moments and you're so grateful for that. And to have the opportunity to say to you after a moment of relapse, you know what, Alex, you're still loved. You're still here. I'm not going anywhere. God's not going Man. anywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. in those moments to be able to say that to you is then to hear it from God. Like, I don't know, like, I just know there's this thing sometimes when the words that are coming out of my mouth, sometimes it's like, they're almost more for me than the person in front of me. And it's yeah. almost like, and you've probably experienced that. I think you shared a conversation. We won't go into that, but where a family member reached out to you and it was a little bit tense at first, but then you realize, wait a second, I'm ministering to her. And in ministering yeah. to her, it's like God was ministering through you. Yeah. Yeah. And ministering to you as you yeah. were ministering to her. For sure. So, that I think. Yeah, 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 for but sure, for sure. In closing, is there anything that you would want to say either as a prayer or a blessing for somebody that may be listening to this or watching this that you just want to leave to to maybe give some courage and hope? Um I just want to say just keep on keep on fighting. Mm-hmm. Keep on pressing forward. And when mm-hmm. I say keep on fighting, fight for your peace. Fight mm-hmm. for your love, your joy, your happiness, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things in this world that want to take that from you. And mm-hmm. and it can happen so fast, so quick. And by the time you blink, you're down in the trenches mm-hmm. and you don't know how you got there. Um, yeah. So I just say to keep on fighting. Don't ever give up. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Love yourself. Treat yourself right. Give your body what it needs to, to, to prosper and grow. Don't, 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 I, I want to be an example, uh, mm. for people. Don't do what I did. Don't mm. go down the path that I did, uh, because mm. I had a choice and we have choices. And mm. if, 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 if you're listening and you can, if you take anything from this message is that you can overcome anything. Um, mm. Even even if we do make those wrong decisions, because we're not perfect people, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make some wrong decisions in our life, but we can overcome it as long as we are seeking. And mm. for me, being able to have those moments with people like me and you have had mm-hmm. our moments. That's where mm-hmm. I'm at in my life to be able to help people who are seeking put them mm. on the right path because it because before 2016 I wasn't seeking the only thing mm. I was seeking was a high mm. you mm. know but at, when mm. I made that decision to to change and clean up mm-hmm. I started seeking the most high you feel oh, me there we go and the most high was seeking you all the way back in Wyoming and before exactly, exactly. Now, there's a scripture that says um where God's speaking to the prophet Jeremiah, and he says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I set you apart for a sacred purpose. And so for for me, for you, brother, and for those listening, God has set you apart. He, he has 
a most high purpose for you that even your greatest reckless high if you will there's there's a there's a there's a greater high there's there's a true yeah. recklessness of living on the edge with your maker that surpasses anything that you've experienced to this point oh yeah oh, so yeah. so i'm just gonna do the outro music and listener we want to say to you may you experience the god that my brother alex has experienced may Amen. you find him coming into your experience revealing himself inviting you to ride shotgun and may you experience the reckless high of your life with him amen blessings amen. friend until we meet again